0: This is The Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of John, Chapter 5. But Jesus was the only begotten Son, the only begotten Son of John 3.16. His stating of that fact made him a wanted man. It would eventually cost him his life. Yet Jesus made it clear on several occasions who he was on the eternal realm. He told the woman at the well, I am he. And in John eight twenty three, he said, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Jesus was pointing out that despite the legalistic stance of Jewish religious, the religious leaders had taken on this subject, uh, as far as how to deal with the Sabbath, that he being Jesus, he worked because God worked. and That's a good thing. After all, if God took a day off, I think we'd all be dead, wouldn't we? God took a day off in the perfect realm Of the pre-fall garden of creation, but after sin entered the world, it's a reality that God has worked tirelessly, seven days a week, and 365, to bring men back into fellowship with him. Oh, God indeed wants us to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. That does not mean we cease to serve God on our Sabbath or any other day for that matter. The legalists simply did not understand how to complete God's direction and still serve him on the Sabbath. Verse 19, Jesus therefore answered them, Most certainly I tell you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father doing. For whatever things he does, these the Son also does likewise. Jesus further declares his position of authority and By careful use of the words, I tell you. You see, Jesus wasn't quoting some legendary rabbi or leaning upon the authority of some religious body or entity, as was popular to do in that day, by the way. No, he was speaking within the realm of his own personal clout. Jesus had said he worked on the Sabbath because God, his father, worked on the Sabbath. Now, this certainly would have fired up these religious folks, really, all the way to the boiling point. Not only was Jesus saying that God himself was daily breaking the Pharisees' rules, but that the reason he was doing the same was because he was God's son. So, if Jesus is not God, then he is a blasphemer. Every apostle was a deceiver. Every Christian is deceived, and every church is a mocker. Verse 20 of our text says, For the Father has affection for the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. He will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he desires. People, it seems, had begun to witness the miracles of Jesus and, well, they were amazed. Such acts had seemingly grabbed their attention, yet Jesus was saying, you haven't seen anything yet. For Jesus continuing to declare his deity, his equality with God presents the miracles that they had witnessed as proof of who he is. Certainly the miraculous can indeed be a sign of the hand of God. Jesus would in the days to come control the storms and calm the sea. He would multiply food and raise the dead and heal a great number of people. All of which occur before his greatest miracle, where he would himself return from the dead. Verse 22, for the father judges no one, but he has given all judgment to the son, that all may honor the son, even as they honor the father. He who doesn't honor the son doesn't honor the father who sent him. Jesus he knew fully what it meant to be a man Complete with all of life's trials and all of our difficulties and temptations So thus being both all man and At the same time all God He is therefore the perfect judge of mankind No one can argue that such a unique position makes him a rather ideal judge Jesus also declares a critical truth here It is the fact that any attempt to get to God or to be a follower of God is impossible without Christ. He is our door to the Holy of Holies. He is the mediator between us and our Father Creator. We cannot ever know God without Christ. We cannot say we love and follow God, but reject his Jesus, his Son. Verse 24. Most certainly, I tell you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and doesn't come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Verse 23 declares Christ's power and his position to judge mankind in the end days. But verse 24 reminds us that he also holds the keys to redemption, salvation from sin, and, of course, to its bondage. Untold number of people have come to Christ through this verse. As it is our very clear as to the way to the cross, we hear his word, meaning we accept his word, not just that it finds our ears. We then come to a belief in the living word behind the written word, and we are promised most assuredly that we have everlasting life, not just forever, you know, someday in heaven, but a life that lasts forever one that begins the moment of decision to believe and accept Christ as Lord. Such life is more than just a futuristic promise of heaven, but a lifelong state of being. Those who are redeemed will not be judged at the great white throne judgment, for, well, we've all been judged already. Christ stood in our place, and we have been rendered righteous before God. We have passed from death into life. Please note the word, Past, quote unquote. We must realize that while the door is open today to eternal and abundant life, until we pass through that door, we remain in death. We are effectively dead men walking, at least on this side of eternity. Unless we believe and receive, we therefore die to experience death for eternity, a conscious death state forever. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.